0: Hello, and welcome to the Meltdown City podcast. I'm Nicole. And I'm Allie. This podcast is about getting unstuck out of your comfort zone and changing things up, all while not taking yourself too seriously, or us either. Come laugh, get inspired, and have fun. Thanks for listening. Hey, Allie. Hey, Nicole. How are you? I'm doing awesome. How are you today? I'm so great and so excited because we have a special guest on the phone with us today. We've got Kathy Waggy. She's an ICU nurse, married with children, and recently she made a very big change to sell her house and travel in the States with her family full-time for a year. Was it a year? Pretty much, like 11 months. To, yeah, 11 months a year, same thing. Yeah, all day. Awesome. Well, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for agreeing to do this. Where are you, where are you calling are you in Durango? So we decided to settle in Durango and loving it so far. This is the place we picked after visiting all like many cities around the country. So yeah, it's a good fit for us. Cool. So, so tell us, Kathy, how did you and your husband decide you wanted to do this? What was the impetus behind this big life change and decision? Yeah, so there was a lot of different things that were happening. Maybe about five years ago, we had, like, mentioned that this would be, like, such a cool lifestyle, like the van life, hashtag van life. Mm -hmm. Um, We just thought it would be a cool idea. And honestly, after having two children back to back, they're, like, three and almost five, I Mm -hmm. felt like um, it was rough for us, like, more so for me than my husband. And I just felt like I wasn't myself anymore. And I don't know. It's just really hard. Like, I honestly felt like, um, you know, I was going to be that cool mom that, like, took my kids in, in my backpack up, like, a mountain and, like, rode, like, all over Seattle in, like, the bike trailer mm-hmm. and did all these, like, super cool things. But, like, as much as you want to be that, like, awesome mom, like... Mm-hmm. It's not quite as great. Mm-hmm. And so we have just been looking for, um, I mean, not that we're selfish, but I think that like I really enjoyed like hanging out with my husband and doing these adventurous things. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, like we ended up buying a Eurovan probably a couple years before we like left on our journey. Mm-hmm. And it just like showed us the way. Like we both girls did super great in the van. We did like a lot a lot of like two week long trips up to Canada or to California from Seattle and it was amazing. And we just really enjoyed the freedom. You know, you just yeah. get so sucked into this life of like meetings and work and play dates and stuff like that. Like, it just was a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was feeling kind of depressed. And even though we talked about it maybe like five years before, um, it was just the right time for us to just like jump the gun and do it, like decide to just bust it out and sell our house and all this stuff. Oh my Um, God, that is so amazing. Yeah, like, I don't know if you've ever had, I mean, the kids are just so much freaking work. Like, it's a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. No, Um, I totally get it. I totally relate. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just so happy to hear from someone who has actually pulled the trigger on something like that. Because I'm still in that place where I I can't imagine my life any differently. So, oh, this is just really inspirational to talk to you. Well, it's not ideal. It's not financially ideal. Like, I don't think the time is ever right. I don't think it ever will be. Uh, But it's just one of those things that you just have to trust in the greater good. I don't know, like, that something um, will be positive out of this. And, like, honestly, even though we are probably much more, like, broke, we are happier as, like, a family. We've connected. Um, Oh my God. I don't know. We didn't kill each other when we were living in like a 200 square foot space. (laughs) Um, So there's that. That's good. That's really, that's often, I think, the trade off for me is like, oh, I have all these, you know, I have to pay for college in the future and I have all these things and saving money and getting money. And and you kind of get caught up in that. But I think that what you just said, the connection is really what people are after and what you should chase down. Well, and the goal is to make like some amazing human beings, right? Like, um, the past was on to be like this fantastic mother and I hate it, but at the same time, like, I don't know, like it's okay to do something out of the ordinary. Um, we did buy our houses a short sale. So when we sold it, we made a great profit because we had totally, um, renovated and restored, um, so that was helpful because we aren't independently wealthy by any means. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that, but I mean, there are so many ways to do it quite cheaply. Um, a lot of the families that we had met are working on the road with their family and homeschooling. Uh, mm-hmm. But we were just like on vacation full time, which was pretty rad, and we didn't mm. homeschool, although just doing the typical like you know toddler stuff. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah no. So it worked out, but there's ways to do it, even though like maybe the timing doesn't seem right. Like you can absolutely make it happen for cheap. Mm. Yeah. Mm. How? Tell us a little bit. Like, how did this decision? I mean how was it received with your family and friends? I bet your friends were like, fuck yeah. Or how was your family? Yeah. You know, so um, my parents, um, they immigrated from Czech Republic from communism. So they have always raised us as like super duper freaking frugal. And so I was really worried to tell them because this is like, obviously not ideal. And so But whenever I mentioned it, my dad, which I really, like, highly value, obviously, like, was so supportive. And so it kind of validated that whole idea. Um, Leland's parents, um, you know, are also super supportive, but they were just more bummed that our goals were to, like, take this year off and find a cool place to live elsewhere other than, like, outside of Seattle, North Bend. So... Um, yeah, I think they were bummed because Leland has always lived in that area and Mm -hmm. has never moved anywhere. So like we were basically taking grandchildren away, but, um, I don't know, we felt like this was the thing to do, you know, I think, yeah, some families, um, some friends actually were into, like, they were like, oh my God, that's so amazing. I wish I could do it. And some were like, oh, really? But um, <laughs> I, you know, it's just like, I think they just, you know, like it's hard. Sometimes you just can't fathom changing the routine of your lifestyle. Like it's way mm-hmm. too hard. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. I don't know how you feel. I mean, Nick, like you, I don't oh. even know if you have children, Nick. No, I don't. I don't have children. Uh-uh. Well, that's kind that's- of amazing. <laughs> kind of like I'm jealous a little bit because like even on this trip we're just like oh my god this is what I would do if we didn't have kids but you know like I wouldn't change it for the world because we just had to go at their pace and it was like you know whatever but yeah I don't know how you feel Allie because that's yeah you have three yeah yeah no I I think that I mean I love your your journey and learning from you about about it Uh, And we have grandparents who, you know, around here who would be like, where are you taking my grandchildren? Don't dare do that. (laughs) Yeah. We even thought about just like moving to Texas or, you know, New Mexico or something where and being like, well, we'll just move my mom down there so she can be with us. Because why not? You know, I think that I think, you know, keeping your options open are really important. Mm hmm. You know, and not making decisions based on other people because it's, it's really your life and your family. And that little, you know, unit you create is is the group that you have to think about when you make big decisions like that. And it sounds so like you did. are they, like, super hands-on when, you know, are they, like, always around? Yeah, we see my mom probably, like, twice a month and she's spending the night with us and we're spending the night at her cabin for a couple of nights. And they're very, yeah, you know, active with... You know, in their in their grandkids' lives, and my dad too. My dad and his wife Deborah live in North Seattle, and they have a swimming pool. And like our summers are very intertwined, I would say. Um, so yeah, yeah, so. it's hard to leave family. That's for sure. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. but luckily we were supported, so that helped. Yeah. sure, yeah. And I think that if, you know, Andrew and I came to a decision and we were both like, we want to do this, they would be like, great, when can we see you back? Or maybe we can join you in some parts. Or I'm sure that if we came to that conclusion, we would have support too, but we just haven't got there yet. Well, and I think when everybody becomes retired, it makes it a lot easier for people to travel. Like, I think it's super hard to be living in one space and like one year, you know, like you just don't get that much time off. So like yeah. one week you go to whatever, South Carolina and the next week or the next year you go to Michigan. Like there's just not many places like, or enough time to visit. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I just think it's a for grandparents to like come to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So. That's true. Um, tell us more about that and, and how long were you gone and where, where did you go and what was maybe your favorite place? Um, yeah, so we lived outside of Seattle um, probably in early June and we made our, our way all the way to the East Coast. You know, the place that I um, am surprised about is South Dakota. Um wow. Have you guys ever been there? Mm-mm. No. Yeah, it's not like a top hot spot, right? So, Um, We just didn't know what to think. And surprisingly, that was one of our favorite, coolest places that we visited. Mm -hmm. Um, The Black Hills National Forest is amazing. And then you have, like, Mount Rushmore and Custer State Park. Mm -hmm. So, like, Custer State Park has, like, herds of, like, hundreds of bison. And you go to, like, say Yellowstone to see one or two. But, like, in Custer State Park, it's not as well-known. And so, everybody, like, you get to see these hundreds of bison, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, and, yeah, and then there's these, like, wild burros that, like, hang out because they know tourists will give them, like, snacks. So, mm-hmm.
1: that was one of
0: my favorite experiences. And, you know, just driving through the Black Hills, it's like, super huge boulders strewn through the mountains. So you're driving through them and around. I mean, that was such a surprise because we thought leaving Colorado at the time was such a big bummer because it was all of a sudden super flat heading that direction. Mm-hmm. And then it was like gorgeous. So um that was one of our favorite places. Um Ooh. Yeah. What else? Like, like, do you just want me to talk about some, like, awesome places that we visited, maybe, or, like... Yeah, whatever comes to mind, or, like, when you think back on the trip, and you're, like, like, these things that was pop in your mind, obviously, South Dakota is a big highlight for you. Like, is there any place else where you're, like, the van trip? Wow. Where were, yeah. Where were you when you have? Do you have that amazing picture on your Instagram? I love it so much. It's you... You're your topless your top that you're facing with your back. Oh. Your back is to us and your arms are up. And I, I think were you like, thank you to your husband for like going on this journey with me? I think well, was that what you yeah, said? that was at the Grand Canyon. And wow. um, I don't know if you remember Heather Adams, but her I family do. met us there. That's so it cool. It was like our kids are the same age and they're so sweet. And um Heather and I decided, like, I'm not really in super shape, but we ran to the freaking bottom of the Grand Canyon and back in, like, six hours. Heather was in a better shape than I was, so she was be maybe waiting for me a little bit, but I was freaking smashed. Um, I oh my thought God, I amazing. would be that loser that had to call, like, first aid uh-huh. to come, like, help me. <laughs> I mean, it was awful. Um, But we freaking made it, and I, like, totally cried about, like, how awful I felt, and it's absolutely not normal to, like, go all the way down and all the way back up, but, um, yeah, that was such a cool freeing experience, and, I mean, that goes back to, like, the mom guilt, like, you just, like, feel like you can't go off by yourself and do something for, like, long masses of hours um, without your children, and so Heather and I just had like such a freaking blast and we fucking did it. So it was super awesome. And we both took like little nudie photos in the top and just were so happy. That's, oh, so that's cool. amazing. Let's just not skip over like the intensity of that. Like that, let, you ran for six hours down to the bottom and up. And, and What is that? Like 12 miles, 20 miles? You know, I, oh, okay, um, don't quote me on this, but I swear I think it was like just seven miles down, and seven miles up. But it is like, I don't know the actual elevation, but it is like it's not okay. Like, usually <laughs> people walk down and they're like, oh, this is amazing. Because usually when you start a hike, you start from the bottom and you go up. So, this, like, you're like, oh, let's just keep going. I feel good. And then you realize, like, holy crap, like, we didn't just get there. We still have to go back up. And between the, like, elevation difference, it is, like, gnarly, and it's not okay. And, like, I think a lot of people end up calling emergency rescue. And they do. I, yeah. Yeah, I That's really thought that. Yeah, it was it was pretty brutal. And, <laughs> um, Heather was very patient and, like, she gave me all yeah. her snacks and, you know, <laughs> Like again, like we just thought, like oh, let's run down, you know, a couple miles and then run we'll back up. But it's just like you can't, I can't stop, you know. Like you got to keep going around the next corner. So yeah, yep. Ooh, that sounds like a bucket list experience to me. That sounds fun. Um, yeah, the Grand Canyon is it's pretty um, impressive. Although I honestly thought some areas, um, other than the Grand Canyon, were also just amazing. Think a lot of people get super focused on national parks mm-hmm. and don't realize that there's so much other goodness around that area mm-hmm. um, that are worth visiting or just even mm-hmm. know about. So um, we definitely learned that on our trip. That's cool. Mm-hmm. You had time to just go. To you know, the honestly, yeah. Like I feel like a year is just barely skimming. The top. You know, once you head somewhere, you realize you can literally spend there a month and just barely scrape the surface. Yeah. I mean, mm. so I don't, have you guys ever heard of Channel Island National Park? No. Mm-mm. Yeah. So we didn't either. So it's off the coast of Ventura. And we ended up, you have to take a boat to like about an hour away to this, these islands. That is the national park. And on our way, we saw, like, hundreds of dolphins and, oh, wow. like, a few gray and humpback whales, like these, like, dive bombing pelicans looking for food. <laughs> and so you get to this island that feels like it's freaking Lord of the Rings. Um, wow. With fairy tales and also, like, Cliffs of more feel. And Ooh. we had no idea this existed. And so, like, you just learn about all these amazing spots when you just, like, travel there with no deadline. Um, and not only that, there was these, like, f- that freaking beach had, like, a million agates. Um, wow. beautiful. Yeah. Like, every time we go to a beach, we look for agates. And, you know, you're not supposed to take anything. So... Um, you know, like, it was just really hard not to just grab a handful of, like, <laughs> agas and put them in your pocket. <laughs> That's so awesome. What oh does your daughter think of that and your husband, of the, that, that na- nature experience with the wild animals and stuff? I mean, yeah. yeah. So, like, on that island, there's all these amazing, cute little boxes that are just running around and playful. And I think they're used to, yeah, they're so used to people walking by. So they don't like run and hide. And that was kind of rad. I mean, the girls were losing their mind with the dolphins and like the pelicans were even more so like impressive because they literally fly up high and like dive bomb in the water. So that was kind of a thrill, but I mean, we saw so much wildlife without even, like, meaning to, you know? Um, mm-hmm. It's not like we're super, super hardcore, but it's just around and so different in every state. So it was really cool. But, yeah, yeah, definitely um, the Channel Islands, I, if I had more time or if, I, if my kids were a little bit older, I'd probably camp there a couple nights and then come back because there's literally no amenity. It's just you on this island. So, wow, that's cool. Was there any, like, really scary or terrifying experiences while you were out there? I mean, not on the Channel Islands, but on your journey? Just in general. Yeah, no. Um, so, luckily, my husband is, like, jack of all trades. So, um, he's, like, our, I guess our biggest worry was um, the functionality and the reliability of an RV. And mm-hmm. um, there are like Facebook groups, multiple that like talk about horror stories, and they're just built so quickly and so shit that like it's so easy to buy something that'll break down without like just one weekend out. Mm -hmm. And so one of our main things was um, getting something that was super reliable and, like, well-built. And because my husband is in that field, like, he was able to weed it out. And it, like, even if you pay more money, it doesn't mean that there's, like, a better build. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of terrifying initially, um, hoping that something wouldn't completely break down or fail. Um, My husband was able to... Yeah, just make sure to take care of all the little issues. Luckily, we didn't have anything big. But um, I think he was a little more terrified. But, like, for example, like, we were in Albuquerque, and it was going to be single digits for, like, a week. And our trailer was, like, considered four seasons. But, I mean, single digits will, like, absolutely freeze your lines or your, like, water lines. So, yeah he got tape and like put heat tape <laughs> around and plugged it in. He tore all the bottom and put more insulation in and put it back so like I just really value his expertise because I'd probably be super lost and like super bummed if he wasn't around mm-hmm. um yeah, but yeah, no, and like none of our pipes broke, and we like we had an electric heater and whatnot, but yeah, it worked out, but really um. One of the other things that was terrifying, at least for Leland, was um, <laughs> after our whole journey, we were uncertain of how life would be, or he was trying to start a business before leaving. And so coming back and restarting and just getting back like to normal life was a little more terrifying for him. Although, yeah, so I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, that definitely <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. Right. yeah, you just never know. I mean, we had a hard time picking where we wanted to live. We knew we wanted to leave North Bend, Washington, and we wanted to try something different, but we wanted more snow, more sun, like a smaller town. Yeah, like it's really intense making that decision when you're moving somewhere for not a job, like where it's like, hey, you're going to make this amount of money. hmm And live here. Oh, so. Did you, are you nursing again or how did, I know it's it's fairly easy to get a nursing job because nurses are so in high demand all over the country and all over the world for that matter. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, Durango is less than 20,000 people. So I was like freaking nervous that I wouldn't find a job. Mm-hmm. Um, but luckily things kind of fell into place and I have like a peer end job for the recovery room and they're going to train me to like pre-op and thank oh, cool. you recovery. So, um, honestly, like it's kind of like a dream job. And so I feel pumped about it, but Leland restores like old vintage trucks, which she can do anywhere. So like, we just need like a garage space, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Was that the business he wanted to start? Yeah. So he started that like last, you know, like the year before we left and, you know, getting his name out was a big deal and just getting um, himself well known. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a little bit challenging to like take a year off and just like stop the flow of stuff. And, but yeah, no, he's doing fine. He's like working on this project and it's all good. Awesome. Good for That's him. so good cool. for both of you. Man, I feel like I'm super boring right now. Like <laughs> why you, why? I don't know. I mean you're back yeah. back you're back at back at work <laughs> and not on the road? Pretty much. Like honestly it was a harder adjustment to be in sticks and bricks than it has been in the RV. I mean there's like all these things that we have to do is like figure out, okay, fine, where the kids go to school And where the kids, like, sign up for summer camp and finding a job and finding a rental place. And we ended up Mm -hmm. buying a place and all these things that suck. Whereas, like, Mm -hmm. on the road, you're just so pumped to just be so free and wake up in a new place and just be so thrilled and, yeah, happy. So I think it's a harder adjustment (laughs) back to normal life. (laughs) You could always go back. You can mm. always, I mean, you know, I've heard of these people that basically work like full time for like six years and every seventh year they take a year off. Mm. That's, that's a whole, I don't know. I'd have to Google it and find it. But uh, one of my friends was telling me about all these people that do that. Um, so maybe you could do it again. So um, surprisingly, we met so many families that actually, um, so we were a little bit different because we didn't work, but Um, Most families work from the road, and whether they make a ton or little, like, there's so many ways to make it very frugal and cheap to live on the road, like, and they all do homeschooling. Um, So, we're not really into that. I mean, maybe that'll change in a few years, but, like, we just want them to be in, like, a nice school district, but... It's impressive the amount of, like, community that's out there, and there are absolutely ways to find it. There's, like, a huge um, Instagram following, and everybody stays in contact and is able to meet up all the time. Wow. So, yeah. i we're hoping to get some of that Instagram stuff information from you, Kathy, because that sounds very interesting. Yeah. To get into that network. For sure, um, some of the families we met were just so inspirational. Like the both parents had like work on the road, um, but I do I do think there's ways to do it, even if you just took a year off of work. Like we were able to be super frugal. Like for example, we budgeted fifty dollars a night for a campground, which is super, super cushy, right? You can find so many other places that are, like, much cheaper or more expensive mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. But so really, it ends up being $1,500 a month. I mean, that's cheaper than, like, most people's rent. And um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, or mortgage, right? And then... Um, but, like, if you boondock, which means, like, dry yep. camping, right? Um, that's free. And there's amazing... Um, apps that show you where to go and how to do it. Um, and we were part of Thousand Trails Camping, which basically you pay $500 um, a year to be part of this group. And the country is divided in, in five zones and every zone is 50 extra dollars. So basically you can camp or anywhere for free in their like little group of campsites for, um, yeah, two weeks for free. And then you have to be out of the system for seven days. Like every membership is super different. Mm -hmm. So that's mega cheap. Yeah. Like, so you can make this work. And so most full-time families that work pretty much do this system because, um, other families are there and their kids get to have like some social interactions and have some super fun. And, you know, even the campsite or campground has um, little programs for kids and even adults. And like, they usually have a pool and like pickleball, whatever, like all these little silly fun things to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, we weren't necessarily the most frugal just because we wanted to stay in campsites that were super close to the stuff that we wanted to visit. Mm-hmm. Um, but like if you're doing it on the road, like you can stay fourteen days for free somewhere and then just kinda take like long day excursions and so um yeah, it's like I would totally recommend it for anyone that wants to do it because there are ways to do it frugally and make your life livable. Wow. That's amazing. You, that is amazing did you end up spending any nights in any Walmart park parking lot? Or anything like that? <laughs> um No, I mean, I don't... So, things have changed. I don't think you can actually stay in many Walmart parking lots, unless you call ahead. I don't know. Okay. It's just not the feel that we want. Like, they're, you know, especially with kids. We just want to, like, yeah. have, you know, our favorite places to stay at. were at state parks, and they're typically about $30, and it's freaking amazing. There's, like, huge sites, and then you're in this amazing... Like, state parks are sometimes as good as national parks. It's just beautiful. And so... Um, we tried to stay in state park. So you had to a little, do a little bit of planning mm-hmm. um, to be able to get the site and which we did not. Like we just kind of flew by day to oh. day. And um, yeah, which was cool because it was like, Oh, it's like getting kind of cold over here. So let's go this direction. And so that <laughs> was kind of rad. <laughs> um, so great. Oh my yeah. God. But I mean, yeah, state parks is where it's at, or even boondocking, and there's, like, amazing apps that show you exactly where to go. Mm-hmm. That's so, so cool. I may have to uh, email you and ask you for those so I can include it on this post um, when we released your episode. Um, I'm gosh, I'm just, like, daydreaming over here, just, like, wow, thinking about how amazing that must have been. Did you end up going over near um, – the and Sea, there's, like, some areas out there, like, to, I think there's some, like, off-the-grid kind of places to stay. Did you guys go through there at all? Are you, there's some Salton Sea, I'm trying to remember. Oh, that's, that's like, like it's Cali, no, or Nevada? No, Cali- no, it is Cali, California. Yeah. So it's, like, close to, I guess, kind of in between uh, San Diego and Palm Springs. Like, so, for whatever reason, we didn't decide to go to Salt-N-Sea. Like, we spent some time in Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. And, like, those little communities that you're talking about, um, and we've heard of them, they're, like, amazing people. There's just such a huge group of people that, like, hang out together, and it's such a social network. Um, for whatever reason, we didn't go to salt and um, sea But, like, Palm Springs fricking surprise the hell out of us. Um, One of like the coolest experiences, actually, we went to the Empire Polo Club match. I mean, I was there maybe 10 years ago for Coachella and it was like Mm -hmm. such a different fucking scene where, you know, (laughs) and yeah, so that's a whole different. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, so they have these like amazing polo matches, and, like, you just pay $20 to park and to watch a polo match. Mm. And um, you're literally on the sidelines because it's not a super popular sport, obviously. So, um, yeah, you see these, like, amazing, like, huge, majestic beasts and all these, you know, awesome, hot polo riders, like, hitting <laughs> the ball. Mm-hmm. And then in, in the, like... Mid, like the, the middle of the, the game or match or whatever it's called, you get to go like, this is like a scene from Pretty Woman. You get to go in the middle and stomp the freaking divots. And so oh. like we just had a freaking blast doing that. And then on top of that, they serve champagne in a real freaking glass suit. It was glass. Wow. Like I just, you know, you would think it would be like plastic or something throwaway. Yeah, it was, like, sure. such a real deal and absolutely stomping the divots, like, thinking that I was super cute and like kids <laughs> in the background was so were like, having a tantrum. They're like, oh, that's funny. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that's a thing that you do in Palm Springs that nobody probably thinks about. Wow, that's amazing. That's really cute. Oh, my that's God. so I fun. I love it. it. So where I can I picture... follow you on oh. Instagram really quick? Because I'm looking you up right now as we're talking. I want to see some of these pictures. It is not so fancy. It's just Smucks. S-M-U-C-S. And mm-hmm. that is um, I, my last name pre-marriage was Smuckler, which I thought was amazing. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm still Smucks. That was my nickname. So, we did have a blog that we wrote. It was um, Nomadic Barefoot Chaos because we're always barefoot and dirty. (laughs) it was always chaos. And um, I did kind of post a few things. But it was really just for personal, family, friends. Um, I think the, the, you know, like everything is just so saturated. The market is just been there. And so uh, we weren't, you know, knowing it was just a year, we weren't trying to like self promote. Um, it was just for fun and we were just having a great time. So, um, it was, yeah, just for family, but, um, I probably posted more so on my spot to Instagram and yeah, no, like I, I probably should have posted way more because there was just so many amazing things and I'm just not really good at, you know, social media and whatnot. So yeah. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. I'm looking at this picture of the Colorado River. That is beautiful. I've never been anywhere really <laughs> in the United States to be perfectly honest with you. So this is just really beautiful. Come to Durango. I will absolutely host you and like show you around and I especially because you live in Washington, like Colorado mm-hmm. is your jam. Cool. Mm-hmm. Dur- I've been to Durango. It's beautiful. I took this train from Silverton to Durango. Yes. No. Yeah. yeah, Durango. Yeah. Yeah. Durango to Silverton. Yeah. 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 Durango is so cool. It's kind of got this like old mountain town minor feel to it. Um, Yeah. And it's not pretentious. Like we looked at maybe like Steamboat Springs and Breckenridge and Mm -hmm. um, those are beautiful towns. But for some reason, Durango stole our hearts because it's just, like, a chill vibe and there's no intense, you know, athletes, Mm -hmm. even though they're all Olympians and, like, mega mountain bikers and, (laughs) yeah, like, just when you feel like you're in shape, you're like, oh, no, I just climbed this mountain on my bike or whatever, so... um, Wow. Yeah, it's a cool place to be. Do you have, um, any last thoughts on your trip that you had, like, thinking back, like, I just really feel like people should just just stop and fucking do it. Um, I oh well. you know yeah well there's never the right time yeah there's never a right moment you know the same thing but yeah. it's never ideal situation you're just like oh you know even when you're trying to meet up with a friend. It's not like next week is going to be any easier. There's just so much always going on. And there's absolutely so many ways to make a trip like this happen cheaply Mm. and um, do so much that, um, I don't know, it's really brought us so much closer as a family. Mm. And um, we just connect with each other and we know what's going on and we can stop things before they get intense, you know, like we can, yeah, just make sure that everybody's chill. Mm -hmm. But I, yeah, like there's no reason not to do this. Like it's Mm -hmm. just, um, the other thing that we absolutely are doing and whether you travel full-time or not is the junior ranger programs. I don't know if you've heard of them. I think I have. I think my nephews were involved in those. Yeah, so like any national park, state park, national monument, national forest, you go to their office, they have um, these booklets for your kids, and they're kind of good for you too, because you learn so much about um, just like the national park, wherever you are, the location. And Mm -hmm. you do like a couple exercises, so it's like good for, you know, teaching children and even yourself. But you bring it back to their office, and you get this cool, like, Junior Ranger badge and patch, which mm-hmm. was all a huge highlight. I mean, our daughter was only – she just turned four at the beginning, so she was just starting to get into it. But mm-hmm. then everywhere we went, like, despite going back for the badge, like, it was kind of her obsession because, like, not only did it help us to learn about, like, the area, but she also got this badge. And honestly – She's so stoked. Like, if you ask her what she wants to be as an adult, she wants to be a ranger, which well, is so badass. That's so cool. That is so yeah. cool. Yeah, how you want to do things like thing? that. Yeah. yeah, for your kids, like, because you never really know, like, how you're influencing them, but, the every, you know, they're getting exposed to all these cool things, and they're never going to get exposed to them unless you, you know, get them involved somehow. So what a great thing to, you know, have influenced them toward. They just have oh, no idea what's normal. So, like, mm-hmm. we teach them, like, or do something, you know, they think that's the norm. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm hoping they learned a lot about the trip. Like, I feel like I learned a lot about myself, but they are certainly, you know, the whole reason why we basically do this. Like, so they're awesome human beings, you know, like yeah. better than ourselves. So, mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, I was just talking to Nicole about that and being like, what if there was a podcast called um, Raising Decent Humans or something like that? Because that's that's the goal, but I'm screwing up with that so often. (laughs) I'm like, we got to help other parents out because this is not the easiest thing to do. Yeah. But yeah, good for you. you. You've definitely done an awesome job so far. So I have a coworker that was just telling me her daughter was in Florida and she just. unschooling and I had no idea that was like a thing so mm-hmm. basically like it sounds it's unschooling and um, I'm not like a really a, an advocate for that I think it's super crazy but yeah basically they just are um, child based thrived so whatever your child wants to do you do and I think Whoa. it's so great I mean, it's so weird you should look up the definition on Google it's just based on your child like and what their interests are and I mean I feel like if you were traveling non-stop like that could work because you're constantly even as an adult learning about things and like the different landscape geography or like history um I can see that working but man I don't know um yeah that was really interesting to hear but there's. I think homeschooling on the road is way more legit than probably homeschooling, like, at home. Like, I just think there's so much to learn, especially when there's a huge community out there that does the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I love that. I love the the alternative ways. There's so much that we can just harness and bring forward. I think we should, we should do whatever we want and follow our heart. Well, I, but you actually have to be hands-on, so I don't think it's any easier. I think yeah. it's probably harder, really. Yeah, it's true. Wow. Do you have any any uh, plans to do this again, or do you think you're going try to try to go on the road at all? Or We are pretty settled in Durango. Um, I think ideally, like, our hearts are always into traveling and venturing. Um, we are currently trying to sell our RV and the big truck that pulls the travel trailer. So, and we hope to buy some kind of, like, I don't know, Ford Transit or Eurovan or Sprinter so that mm-hmm. way we can just um, be, like, legit weekend warriors and yeah. um, just, you know, keep up the same mindset. Um but yeah for a year long thing i don't think there's anything until like maybe they graduate you know school but yeah. yeah we're not into homeschooling which i think could work but i just you know i'd rather you know yeah not do that Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with us on the phone today we are so grateful i'm so inspired i like could probably sit and talk to you for another 5 hours i need <laughs> <me> to <laughs> I want to. We should go like, visit her, Nicole. We should. We should, We have to go like fireside and like I know. Talk and long talks and about your adventure on the road. So, oh mm-hmm. my God, it's so inspiring, Kathy. I just can't even believe. Well, it. Well, I'm just gonna say a couple more things about um, where everyone should look at because these were like massively huge like moments in our travels. We went to um, the Hot Springs National Park in Arizona. I'm not going to go into it, but you should freaking Google it because it's like unlike any national park you've ever been to. It's like, yeah, just Google it, legit old school bathhouses, and I've done it, and it's super crazy and worth the trip. It is such a wild ride. And then um, also uh, we were part of Harvest Host, like we're not sponsored or anything, but I just, you know, Harvest Host is a program where you pay like I think $79 a year, but you can stay at any farm or brewery or golf course or like winery um, anywhere in the country that's part of the program for free like with the idea of like oh you're gonna like tour their spot buy their wine buy their beer so that was like a massive highlight um and we stayed and like everybody said Kansas is boring but it was like our favorite spot as it was like Hedrick's Exotic Animal Farm so we had this like her camper was six feet away from these ostriches in the morning that were looking into our camper. <laughs> were like, what are you doing? <laughs> and you had, you know, we rode a camel. We learned about like zebras and um, just also a pack of camels and like goats. And it was just like, you know, if you put yourself out there, I really, truly think that You'd be so surprised. And it's like so worth the sacrifice you make for not making a ton of money or leaving your home or your family because um, there's just so much out there that's just eye opening and phenomenal. Wow. Oh, my God. Wow. So much you've, been, you've inspired me. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want to do it. Yeah. I really want to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Yeah, like, do it, just do it. It's not never <laughs> gonna be ideal. Just do it, you know. Because mm-hmm. what if you die tomorrow? Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, don't you ever think about that? Like, yeah. Oh shit! Like, I totally. mean, like totally. I think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard. Like, yeah. What I think about is waiting until I'm older, you know, and uh, then I will be less able-bodied, you know, to do hmm. stuff. And what if about you're, You as a nurse should know this. Like, what about, you know, like you finally just retire and your spouse gets cancer or has a heart attack yep. and you can't do those things. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. It's, it seems like it happens to the best of people and it's that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Whoa. Hey, listeners, you hear it. You've heard it. <laughs> just do it. Yeah. Just do it. If you want to do it, just do it. We're going to try to do it. <laughs> Whatever it is. Thanks so much, Kathy. We are so grateful. Um, and again, I Hopefully. hope that we run into you and, and we can hang out sometime. Well, anybody on your show or you are able to come to drink. Um, we'd love to host you guys. Oh, awesome. So we would love, love to. We would this love was a good okay. trip in the making. Oh, okay. my God, yeah. Allie. We're all over it. So we, we like do to do say it. peace out on our show. So i am going to say? All right, yes. ladies. One, two, three. Peace out. Peace out, out, you guys. Peace out. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in today. Please follow us on Instagram at Meltdown City Podcast or on Facebook at Meltdown City Podcast, or you can follow us on Twitter at Meltdown City Pod. Come check out our website, meltdowncitypodcast.com, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on wherever you listen to our podcasts. You can email us at meltdowncitypodcast at gmail.com for any stories, suggestions, or comments, and we'll read them on the air. Thanks for listening.